turn to God's Word. If we could, uh, if you've got a Bible, it's page 1010, 1010 in the, uh, the Bibles you have around, and it's found in John's Gospel in chapter 6. We've been thinking a lot today about giving, and uh, coupled with giving is obviously giving thanks for what we've, uh, what we've received. And uh, what I just want to focus on just for a few minutes is obviously following on from the dedication of children. This symbolizes the giving of their lives to, to God, but also to think about perhaps how we can uh, give and the attitude that we have in our giving. So John chapter 6, verses 1 to 13. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he'd performed by healing those who were ill. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take almost a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two fish, two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. I'm sure God will bless the reading of his word. Shall we just pray? Our Father, we just pray for your help. We pray that we might have thankful hearts and that in our lives we might be challenged by your word to, to give more, just as your son gave his life for us. We just pray for your help now in the Saviour's name. Amen. So today I just want to talk about giving. We've heard about many things this morning in terms of giving, what we can give, shoebox appeal, the gift of uh, children, the gift of uh, monies that we have, the way that we can support other people, and giving thanks also. But as I say, we just want to refer it back to the passage that we've, we've read. This passage, the feeding of the 5,000, is perhaps a story that most people know. Whether you come to church on a regular basis or not, it's one of those Bible stories that you always seem to hear about or you know about. And the passage of the feeding of the 5,000 is found in each of the Gospels in the Bible. There's a slight variation within each uh, passage, but most of the time it follows the account of the killing of John the Baptist. If you'd have read the, uh, the verses before, we read how the Lord Jesus hears about the death of uh, John the Baptist, him and his disciples, and he's been teaching the people for several days. And the Lord realises that he and his disciples hadn't eaten for some time, and uh, he wants to just go and rest and wants to look after uh, the needs of his his disciples. They've not read, uh, sorry, they've not eaten and they've not rested for some time. 
So what we've got to realise there is that the Lord at that point is going to be upset. He's in a period of mourning, he's tired, and he just wants to care for the needs of his disciples. The people uh, round about, though, they see the Lord Jesus, they see that he's uh, gone onto the sea, into the boat, and they follow after him. No doubt heard the stories of all that the Lord has done. They've heard his teaching, they've heard uh, all the things that he's done in terms of healing people, and they just want to follow him. Following after the Lord Jesus, even in the boat in which he's gone. But you see, as the disciples are there, they're tired, but the Lord puts other people first. He could have sent them away. That might have been my reaction. It might have been, can you just give me some peace? Can you just leave me alone, leave my disciples alone? We need some rest. We need some food. And I just want to think about the challenge to ourselves as to what's our reaction in terms of giving when we're tired. Maybe we're going through mourning. Maybe we're hungry. Maybe we're in need. What's our reaction when we're asked to give? Do we send people away? Because giving can often mean a sacrifice both of our time and our energy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a financial cost. It may well be that we just have to take some time to spend some time with people. Oftentimes it's just the case of sitting with someone and listening to them. That's all that's needed. The people wanted the Lord. They followed him. And the Lord recognised that although he was tired, although he was hungry and the disciples needed the rest... He was still prepared to give of himself. You see in the verses how the Lord sits on the mountainside and he sees all the people and he has compassion for them. Do we see people around us? Do we see people in need? Do we have compassion upon them? Do we recognize the needs of other people? Or are we perhaps caught up in our own circumstances, in our own lives, thinking about what we need when in reality, there are people around this world, even in this, this town, this village, uh, in this area, who are in great need even today. When the Lord looks at the people, though, he sees and recognises that they need to be taught first. And it says in the, in the passage we've read that he teaches them first. There's a need there that the Lord addresses, not the physical need, first of all, in terms of the hunger, but the spiritual need. And as we've, we've said, do we recognise the need in people today that they might need uh, support, might not be financial? Are we happy and prepared to spend the time listening and giving our time for the spiritual needs of others? The Lord then asks his disciples, where are they going to be able to buy bread for all the people to eat? He sat down, he's seen how many people there are. And his first reaction is to, to ask, where can we find bread? Well, we see the reaction of the disciples is perhaps the reaction that I have to many things. It's not where they're going to find the bread. It's how they're going to afford it. For them, the first reaction is, what's it going to cost? And that's often my reaction to lots of things, the questions I'm asked by the kids. Can I have this? Or what's it going to cost? How much does it cost? Can I have this? Or I'm going around the shops and maybe... Rachel suggests something that we might get for home. I might like it, I might want it, but my initial reaction is always, how much is it? What's it going to cost? And oftentimes in our lives, that can be the reaction to giving. What's it going to cost? Not the benefit to the recipient, not how it's going to benefit somebody else. 
What is it going to cost me in my life? The Lord's reaction, or the Lord's challenge was to find the bread. The disciples looked at the cost. And perhaps as individuals or maybe as a church collectively, we should try and look at things in terms of solving the problem and thinking about the cost afterwards. Just dealing with the needs of the individual, dealing with the needs that have been brought to our attention instead of thinking about the cost. If we have faith, and this passage bears this out, if we just put our uh, lives in, in God's hands, then he can do great things. All we have to do is give him our faith and go out in that faith. We often think that the, the Lord fed 5,000 people, uh, but it says in the, in the passage that there were 5,000 men. There would have been women and children as, as there again. So there's possibly maybe 10 to 12,000 people that were fed on that day. And it says in the different passages, but uh, Philip says it would have taken a year's wage to feed all the people. In another passage, it talks about half a year's wage. If you think of the average UK salary, it's about £29,000. So anywhere between 29000 or maybe 14500 if it's half, would have been the cost to feed ten to 12,000 people. If you divide that, that up, you're looking at maybe between £1.50 and £3 to feed somebody. If somebody said to you today, I want you to feed 10,000 people, and I'll give you a budget of, say, £10,000, would you be able to do that, £15,000? That wasn't the, the reaction of the Lord, though. The Lord knew, it says here, the Lord already had in his mind what he was going to do. Instead of looking at the financial cost, we need to just simply act in faith. Do we break down the numbers and the financial cost instead of trusting in God in the way that we give of our time and our resources? As the uh, disciples uh, go around, they, they ask people for food. They're asking what they should do, uh, trying to gather in food for the people. Can you imagine the reaction of the people as the disciples go around and just ask if anyone's got any food? I don't know what your reaction would be. It might be one of embarrassment. You might think, well, just be quiet. We've got enough for us. We've got enough for our family. We'll be all right. Don't worry about anyone else. And as you're walking around, maybe 10, 12,000 people just asking, have you got anything that we can share, that we can offer for other people? We don't read of anyone else coming forward apart from this small child. How ashamed do you think those people would have been, those adults maybe, on that day, when we see that a small child brings forward his lunch? We don't know about this child. We don't know anything about him. We don't know his name. We know he's a small boy, so he's probably 10, 11 years old maybe. Maybe his mum sent him off in the morning when he said that he wanted to follow the people in his village to, to listen to the Lord. Sends him off with, with a picnic. And there he is. He comes forward with all that he has. That small boy gave everything that he had with him. We don't read that he had ten loaves and he just gave five and said, well, I'll keep five back for myself, I'll be all right. He gave everything. And it's the adults, really, that didn't give a thing. I don't believe that within 10,000 people, nobody else didn't have any food that they could have given. Somebody must have had something, but they held it back. They didn't give to the others. There wasn't... Uh, any urge on their part, any desire to give. Perhaps that's a lesson for us in our lives today. 
Perhaps we have enough for ourselves. We've got enough for our family. And we think, well, that's what we've got to look after first. Family comes first. How many of us are challenged, maybe by a young person who wants to raise some money, wants to do something for somebody else? Maybe it takes someone, uh, a youngster, just to stir up in us the requirement to give to other people. So try and picture the scene. There's all these people. Here's a picture, I'm told, of around 10,000 people. You can see all the people sat down. The Lord has sent the disciples out. The only one that's come back is Andrew, who almost apologetically says to uh, the Lord, I found this boy who's got five loaves and two fishes. Now, I need a volunteer. Who's a youngster who's quite good at counting, quite good at maths? Come on, Ethan. (laughs) Right. Now, we've got a dog, and our dog, we think, is quite clever. Now, we weren't too sure how biblical our dog was, but last night we prepared everything. We had everything ready, and we put it downstairs, and I came down this morning, and we'd been to the shop yesterday, and we got five small barley loaves. But our dog didn't think that that miracle was miraculous enough, because when it came down this morning, there were two barley loaves. (laughs) So he thought that perhaps five was too much. So I had to go out this morning and get some more barley loaves. Ethan, whilst I'm talking, I want you, I've got six actually now, but one for the dog. Can you get 12 bowls out, and can you break in equally, so this is where the maths come in, and we'll get the hoover later, five loaves into the 12, the 12 baskets, use your imagination, and then we've got two small fish. What do we think? You get the illustration, don't you? We could get... So we're breaking that into 12. You see, that was the gift that was given. If we broke this up now as Ethan's doing and passed it round, there wouldn't be enough for everyone to have a meal here today. There wouldn't be enough, but that was the gift that was brought forward. Do we limit God's power? The gift that was given was used through God's power And it says that all 5,000, 10,000 people, however many were there, were fed. If you look at that, very poor offering really. Not much that you would be able to, to share around. But through God's power, we read that God gave thanks. Sorry, we read that the Lord gave thanks. You see, the resources were small, but through faith, the result was amazing. A small thing was given, but a great thing was achieved. I'm reminded of the story of the, uh, the vicar who was looking for, uh, for donations for the roof appeal for the church. And he stood up on the Sunday morning and said, we've got some good news and we've got some bad news. So the good news is we've got enough money for the appeal. The bad news is it's in your bank accounts. And that's perhaps how we live our lives. 
We've got enough for ourselves. Thank you, Ethan. That's nine. There's more bowls. Come on, Ethan. You're worse than my dog. You'll get a reward at the end. You get some bread and tuna. So, what we have to acknowledge is that the Lord was in control. Through his power, 5, 10, 12,000 people were fed, satisfied. They'd had enough. It wasn't that people compromised. Thanks, Tom. It wasn't that people compromised and said, well, don't worry about it. I won't have anything. God's provision was enough. The Lord's provision was enough for everyone to be satisfied. And that's true with God's gift today of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave his son to live and to die on that cross at Calvary for you and for me. Each of us who are Christians believe that the Lord Jesus Christ was the son of God, that he lived a perfect life, that he was a man down here on earth and that he was taken and he was nailed to a cross at Calvary. That all the things that I've done wrong, all the things that you've done wrong, he bore the punishment for you and for me so that I don't have to face a lost eternity. I don't have to face the judgment that I deserve. But instead, God's gift is the grace, that he, uh, the gift of life. Through God's grace, we're saved. All that we have to do, all that we have to put into the equation is our faith. We have to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again. And that's the fact why, uh, that's the reason why many Christians, when they're at a funeral of someone who is a Christian who's, who's died, they mourn for that individual. They mourn for the loss, but they realize that that person has been, has gone to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, because that's the promise that each one of us who believes has. On that day, that small boy had faith that his five loaves and two fish could make a difference. And he gave that to the Lord. He gave everything that he had. In spite of other people not offering, in spite of everyone else just ignoring and looking the other way, he gave what he had for other people. So today I just want to challenge you in terms of your life. What will you give? It might be something, it might be financial. Your reaction might be the same as mine. What will it cost me? Maybe it's time. Maybe it's effort. Maybe it is financial but you can do so much. The one thing that the Lord really wants you to give is your life over to him, to trust in him, to accept that he gave his life for you. And if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we just come before you now and we thank you for all that you've given to us. We cannot begin to thank you for all that we have. Everything that we have is from you. Just help us to have thankful and giving hearts that we can make a difference. We can make a difference in this, this village. We can make a difference in this area through adding your uh, power, just trusting in you. We just give you thanks for all the things that we've been reminded of today and ask you to bless us all in the Saviour's name.